Have you ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious and yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Well, hello everybody and welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere. We've got a great show today. I've got two very special people that I really count as friends. And uh, we've got a very special uh, class to tell you about. So I'm going to introduce them first and we'll talk all about it. So Rick Collingwood and welcome from Australia. And Nicole Wagernagel from Freundfeld, Switzerland. I always have, my, my tongue doesn't wrap around that word very well. <laughs> so, but it's an interesting thing because um, I met Rick and we did a program on mesmerism. And they can go back into the archives and look at that or listen to it. And it's awesome. And then I'm, I've been friends with Nicole for quite a while. And she's living in Frankfurt where Mesmer was and where you're always going to visit there, aren't you? So anyway, before we get into all that, I'd really like you to tell the group that's listening today a little about yourself. So let's, uh, since we're going to be, maybe I've decided to be very um, polite. And maybe I'll ask Nicole to introduce herself first. Yeah, hi, my name is Nicole, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm a, I'm a hypnotherapist, clinical hypnotherapist here in Switzerland, Braunfeld, and uh, yeah, I have the Swiss Hypnosis Institute, which is my baby, and um, I'm very, I'm very proud, or, or, or I feel very privileged to have this opportunity um, to and to have the school in Fraunfeld itself where, where Mesmo was. And yeah, I think that's, that's something very special also uh, with, with you, Ines. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like... I think it's pretty special with Rick. I, I have to say that that program I did with you last time on mesmerism, Rick was very well received and it was great and it's very exciting. And that's what actually prompted me to introduce you to Nicole. Because I thought, what a great thing it would be to bring Mesmer home. It certainly is. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, unfortunately, you know, 300 years later since the uh, <laughs> commissions that turned against the guy, um, it, it's mesmerism, magnetism, still very, very misunderstood uh, amongst the so-called modern hypnosis community. Um, I've had 10 years trying to bring the awareness back, which is slowly beginning to uh, move forward. Um, the hypnotists that learn it, they find their practice um, significantly or their results significantly improve. Yeah, and I think you've done a pretty good job if it's only been 10 years. You know, mesmerism is out there for sure. Yeah, uh, it's... I've been a hypnotist for 12, 20 years, and, of course, I only heard the negative part of what you've been fighting against all this time from 300 years ago, right? And that's still the prevalent opinion until people experience it or learn it and begin to use it. It, it makes a massive um, efficacy improvement in, in practice, that's for sure. Well, maybe what you would like to do first, I, I sort of cut you off and you didn't talk about yourself, but maybe a little bit about yourself and then go right into what Mesmer is really and all that so we can start off on the right foot 
with an understanding. Okay. okay. So I'm Rick Collingwood. I'm the principal of the Australian Academy of Hypnosis. I've been training in Australia primarily, but also in other countries for 26 years, um, and training mesmerism for 12. I sort of woke up one morning with this bee in my bonnet, if you will, about mesmer and mesmerism and went on a, a search across the world, chasing it, finding people that knew about it, that could do it, witnessed it, saw it, broke it down, threw all the hermetics and mystical stuff away, which is how it was explained in Mesmer's time because were, that's how they spoke um, and just broke it down into a step-by-step -step process and finally realized it was always there anyway. When you're with a client, there's always that connection. There, there's certain exercises that one can do to enhance it, um, but it's really a connection of the enteric brain like animals do. Uh, we have sensing systems all over ourselves we're not aware of um, that can now be scientifically identified and they're very easily manipulated by the gaze, which is proven now. There is a ray comes out of the eye that can affect um, subtle movements of body language, but most of all attention and intention and focus. It, it makes hypnosis primarily in the modern era, I think, has become either a mishmash of what people thought Erickson might have meant before he passed in 1980, or some step-by-step -step process, do this and that will happen. The, the, the personalization of connection has significantly disappeared. And you know yourself, you can't just go and read a book or do a course and be an expert. It, it, you need to look at many different avenues, find the ones that suit you, focus on them, um, and then you'll become a much better therapist. So, you know as well as I do, these people on the endless search for that <laughs> magic bullet that doesn't exist. The magic bullet is really passion, persistence, and practice and patience. Yes. So I think in discarding mesmerism, they sort of threw the baby out with the bathwater, but I'm filling the bath up again. And all the students that do it, my hypnotherapy students, they end up much preferring the mesmerism clinically than what they do, the hypnotism. So uh, I guess the proof is in the pudding. So Nicole, what I'm going to ask you is, and what's your outlook on what mesmerism is uh, from where you were and where you're working? Uh, so you might have had a different outlook as in, since you've met work, it might have changed, but what was your outlook originally about mesmerism? Well, first when I learned hypnosis 10 years ago, um, I was at a meeting, at an evening meeting in Zurich, and there was a guy which did mesmerism. And for me, I was very fascinated about instant inductions and all this like energetic stuff with words. And I was like kind of bored. I thought, that is mesmerism? And a few years later, um, Sean Michael Andrews was asking me about the 200 death of uh, mesmer in Merseburg. So I, I began, I said, first of all, I said, nah, that's not interesting to me. But then I, I uh, investigated in Fraunfeld in the old ar archives, archives. Yeah, in the archives, yeah. And I saw some stuff which were not on the internet. And we did a lecture together, Sean and I. I was uh, translating him in German. And I got more and more into that, but then I got more involved in usual hypnotherapy, which I do until today. 
and but it never actually it never I since I was um, having the Swiss Hypnosis Institute in Frankfurt, I never uh, this mesmerism was always fascinating me, and I thought there must be more behind it yeah. because I felt like always a connection between a client and me, and I said to myself there must be more, and then um, I was again like searching for information I was putting that up in the German forum and if I, I saw some other names and I think that was the beginning and you saw that or something like that no, I didn't I don't know if I saw that I, all I knew was that I had to connect you to I can't remember the reason that prompted that <laughs> but I don't think there was any uh, coincidence about it. it was very synchronistic with what you were looking at and interested in at the time and I said well I got the guy for you and of course that's Rick because really for me I don't know many other people that teach mesmerism I, there might be somebody I'll say Rick around but uh, I have to say you're the guy you're the well, guy that turned me on to what mesmerism was all about there's a few other people that teach it, but it, it's very locked up in hermeticism and ritualistic things um, that aren't really necessary. When the fairy tale is thrown away and the process is made plain and clear, it's something that everybody can do. We're doing it half the time anyway without even realising we are. But, but I'd like to say it is not hypnosis. It, it, it's totally different braid most people don't know, Braid spent 10 days with LaFontaine, the magnetist, yeah. and all he kept was the gaze. And he discarded everything else and denied the connection. I think he was a bit terrified of the medical association. But he did <laughs> say before he passed that with his method, he could never quite achieve what the magnetist could. But it's not hypnotism. That, that what, What's happening, the best explanation, I guess, is it's... It's not energy that moves from one person to another, as would be supposed. It's a better way to describe it would be the connection of the electrons and atoms. Uh, like the Buddhist uh, philosophy of the interconnectedness of everything. So it's not magical or mis it's no more magical or mystical than the fact that our hair can grow or our fingernails grow. But it can certainly be wrapped up in that. But the weird thing, the synchronicity with this, if I may explain, I was doing a training course in Melbourne here, a diploma of hypnotherapy, and we'd have a mesmerism day on the last day, and it was the last day, and one of the students said, you should go and train this in Mearsburg. We were discussing mesmer's history, and I said, yeah, right, I'll sort all this out, spend a fortune, and none of you will turn up. And we all went to dinner to the Japanese restaurant where we died, <laughs> <laughs> afterwards and Marina came walking in and said there's a lady from Frauenfeld this is literally three hours later that's interested in talking to you from the Swiss Hypnosis Institute about doing some training in Frauenfeld and you know when that sort of thing happens the, the light bulb goes off and ding there's some meaning to this so that's the synchronicity of how it came about it was literally within three hours of it being discussed so Fortunately, there's a great um, entourage of Australian students who want a holiday in Switzerland, so they've joined. It's going to be fantastic. For me, I see it as an honour. I've been to Mearsburg, uh, where Mesmer's buried, I think, now nine times. So 
that, that's like my yearly pilgrimage, if you yeah. will. So let's tell them exactly what's happening in Freundfeld, what, a little bit about what you and Nicole are doing and the course you're going to teach. Well, it's a five-day mesmerism course, um, teaching all the techniques, the exercises that are required to switch your transmission and receptor um, receptors on, if you will. Um, it's all practice, but when people sign in, they actually begin straight away. They get the training manual and access into a huge mesmerism resource center where all the exercises and techniques have been filmed in class and put there. So the actual five-day class is from day one to day five. This is it. This is the explanation. Now get on and practice it. So okay. it's very, very practical. All the academic stuff will be done online um, before students even get to Frauenfeld. Um, the, the online course is very thorough, but the, of course there's nothing better than being in a classroom where you can individualize and your experience. it's going to be taught in English. It will be taught in English, and I. <laughs> but there's, remember, there's not a lot of words required. Well, that's true. That's very true. It's going to be so, translated also in German. Yeah. I'm going to translate it. Yeah, perfect. So, so the the training manual, I believe, Nicole has already translated into German anyway. Wow, um, that's a lot of work. Google Translate is magical. <laughs> <laughs> I think Depot might be better than Google, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's 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 quite understandable. But look, with with the uh, process, it's a significantly practical process. There's certain exercises one has to do that take about ten minutes a day for about three months to build up, as I said, the uh, ability to transmit and receive information or feeling, not thought. This is not about thought reading or anything like that at all. Um, we're really dealing with the same field as how a duck knows it's August, let's fly north, or two days before it rains, the ants go underneath the house. It, it's that kind of thing. And it can be wrapped up in a lot of lovely mysticism. But as I said, it's not mystical at all. I, I'm sort of Studying, I researched Mesmer for 12 years and the nonsense, even what I would call um, respected researchers have written, is just it, it couldn't be further from the truth. So they've looked back into the past and just taken things for granted and, and repeated them without actually going and looking properly. So my job, if you will, was to break it down properly and make sure it worked. Yeah, so now this is going to be done in Switzerland, which I think would be exciting for them too, because I mean, it's about Mesmer, who's is Swiss. So, and Nicole, and what do you think this course, how is it going to be addressed in, in Switzerland? Are, are you getting a great, uh, I know there's lots of Australians going, and but lots of the German speaking population is going to be going too, right? In from Switzerland and Germany, or anywhere yes. else? In Germany, Austria. I think it's it's a very important meeting. It's a very important course because usually here we learn just to become the, the usual hypnosis. I mean, with words that that's what we know here. And what Rick is doing, as far as I know, it's something very special. I think also kind of spectacular. And uh, I think we're going to see some stuff which we don't know or yeah. 
Well, I think what's important about that is that it's, uh, Mesmer is being shown to be something that was great. And we, this garbage that we were given about this, all about, well, they talk about animal magnetism, but nobody ex really explained what that is. So, Rick, when you're talking about the duck and all that, we're sort of going back to this uh, a little bit towards that thinking. Is that true? Yeah, look, and what animal magnetism actually meant was animating magnetism from a human being, ah. a human electrical field. And we all have one of them. Yes. Um, so it's really about the interconnection of that and the, a stronger field affecting a weaker field, a more energetic field affecting a weaker field. Uh, look, all I can say is when I use mesmeric techniques, especially with psychosomatic conditions, A, it is much easier. B, you don't have to speak much. And C, the results are, are quite extraordinary for, for people that have just been stuck in certain places especially for psychosomatic conditions. Hypnotism really works with the psychology, the mind, if you will. It's as though hypnotism, uh, sorry, mesmerism works with the field uh, and the nervous systems. Like one of Mesmer's sayings was, Madam, your nerves are blocked. So wow. it's like it sort of defrags the computer, if you will, um, and things just seem to line up. Just, yep. just like hypnosis, it, it's not always just a one-session miracle. It can take three or four sessions, but improvements come very quickly. We also get mesmeric somnambulists like we get hypnotic somnambulists. So if, if you luck out and you get a mesmeric somnambulist, the results that can be achieved very quickly are quite extraordinary. Well, we're coming up to break pretty quick here. So on that thought, I think we'll just go and go to break, and I'll see you on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hi, this is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well, we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and in Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol Hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage.
You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere, and we're just going to keep going. So what I thought I'd just ask Nicole Wagernangel, uh, just to tell us all about the dates of the, sh- the course and anything, all the information for people that they need. Okay. So uh, the dates will be from the 16th until the 20th, Monday of 20th of April. And uh, it's going to be in Fraunfeld at the Zürcher Straße 139 in the Hypnosis, Swiss Hypnosis Institute. All the information is on the website. It's www.swisshypnosis.institute. That's unfortunately in German. Okay. And uh, I'm sure Rick will do that for the for the English versions on his website. You might as well mention it now if you could. Right. And you can sign. You can sign up also with me. That's not a problem. Yeah. So Rick. So really. Go ahead. So for for people that with that want the German um, and European sign up, go to Nicole's website. If there's any people that want um, information in English. They can go to rickcollingwood.com. Um, what will happen when you sign up at either side, as I said earlier, you will get access into a um, huge training and resource center at hypnouniversity.com. You'll also get your training manual so that in the class, we can make this about being practical, not theory. Okay, so we're also going to put this on our show page. It's just that on the, some of the podcasts won't have a show page if they're on something else than Hypnosis Everywhere. So um, I'd like to do both that you talk about it and that we have it available. And they can always, if there's any issues, they can also email me at Inez Simpson at Inez. No, what's my <laughs> what's my email? Inez at InezSimpson.com. And also to the show. Uh, so let's talk about what you can expect from the course. And Rick, maybe lead, read, just lead us through to what to expect of mesmerism. And uh, because people will be intrigued by this for sure. Okay. Well, the, what's going to be learned is the techniques of mesmerism, as I said earlier, with all the mysticism cast aside. Um, when I first began to research mesmer, you know, you go to most training schools, the vast, vast majority of them, and they sort of discard Mesmer as some quack nutter from 300 years ago. They dismiss the fact that the doctors at the time who were doing bloodletting and feeding mercury poisoning, they admitted that Mesmer had got 12,000 cures, but his claim was that there was an ethereal fluid came down from the heavens and he could regulate it, and they said, we can't see it, so you're mad. It moved away from the cure into the politics. For example, Benjamin Franklin was on one of the commissions, but what's not commonly known is he came over to France looking for troops for the Civil War. And they said, yeah, we'll give you some, but you have to come on this commission. So I think he was probably swayed to have an opinion, but his final opinion was, well, this works. We don't know if it's the imagination or not, but even if it is, what's wrong with it? Um, there was three commissions held. The first two found in favor of it. The third one, they finally got Mesmer because he put his hands on the lower regions of ladies' tummies. 
and mm. that was the final excuse. And then the French Revolution came about. Poissiger had moved on and mixed words with it a little bit um, by mesmerizing a servant called Victor Race in a vineyard, and a sick worker came up and asked a question, and Victor Race began to talk, a bit like an Edgar Casey type of a trance. And from there, things got so twisted. What really alerted me to the fact that it it had been incorrectly surmised was there was a German doctor called Karl Wolfhardt who came from the Prussian Academy of Sciences to Meersburg and asked Mesmer to go and teach mesmerism. And so Mesmer agreed, and off he went to Germany or Prussia at the time. And Wolfhardt decided to write a book. And he called, Mesmer called himself Mesmer or Anton Mesmer. But his initials were F.A. Karl Wolfhardt assumed that the F stood for Friedrich. And even to this day, if you do an internet search, you'll see that incorrectness. And I thought, what else is incorrect here? And then we have Poissiger's tree. People talk about Poissiger's tree that you could lean on and um, get healed or have an ecstatic catharsis. When you actually go searching, it was just something somebody made up. There's no evidence that it existed. Mesmer had a, a healing salon in the Rue Bondi in France where the wealthy paid a lot of money to attend, but there was a free baquette uh, downstairs for the poor. There was a big tree outside, and some people were so sick or crippled, they had to wait a long time. He tied ropes to the tree for them to get support. And as the distortion of history went by, it said Mesmer said that if you hold onto a rope on a tree, you'll be cured. So <laughs> there was so much nonsense that got weaved into into the history of this. No wonder it seems farcical. Um, and if you took the techniques as described from back in the 1700s that were being used, the way they were described, it would be like buying a brand new Model T Ford that had been put into storage and then trying to drive it down a modern freeway. Well, you know, good luck with that. You, you've still got a car, but I don't think the performance would, would be that great compared with what's available now. Would, so, would you I've say, though, this, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but uh, would you think now that this mesmerism, from what I'm hearing, is uh, actually joining into our what we are imagining now and are learning now in quantum science and all those things. Do is there a connection absolutely. there? I think the basis of it can can be supported a bit by quantum physics, but you know quantum physics is a theory anyway, yes. and everybody's a quantum theorist this day because they've read a book. Um, I don't think it's interdimensional, but as I said earlier, I think that the electrons between atoms. They connect energetically, not not through thought. Um, but they, that's where our intuition comes from, our gut brain, mm -hmm. and uh, atomic connection, basically. So that's what we're using. And look, mesmerism, like hypnotism, doesn't fix everything. It's when you read all the old mesmerism books, it's exactly like today. All the magnetists of the time, because mesmer would just put, put magnetism into a unified theory. But all the, all the magnetists back then said they had the best method, like all the hypnosis trainers of this day and age say they have the best method. There isn't a, the best method is really the method that suits the practitioner. Yeah, that's true. It, it, and, and there's diamonds under every rock. 
what what this training does it goes right back to the to to the the basics of where hypnosis came from and it's very important to understand it was braid that put the words with it that i believe through fear of the medical association you had guys like esdale who went off to scotland read mesmer's book just did what it said got on with it and did 117 documented limb amputations and didn't buy into the uh being afraid of the medical associations although they dragged poor old braid yeah. back to uh to Montrose and charged them with practicing religious medicine without a license. Yes. And when I went to Montrose to visit Bob, our friend Bob, you never, there's not even a sign of anything that he was there. At least a mesmer has uh, something in Switzerland that says who is. So, Nicole, what's in your town? I know there's a, a, a statue that you visit all the time. What else is there in, in uh, Freundfeld about mesmer? Is there more something to show? To the people, yes. uh, we have uh, we figured out that the the pharmacy in Switzerland, one of the main pharmacy in Fraunfeld, that's actually the house where Franz Anton Mesmer was working and living. And we were talking to the owner of this pharmacy, and she was explaining. That was when we did the lecture back then years ago. She was explaining us how Mesmer was sitting there and how it looked like, and how the horses and everything went. Away went away and, and what's ha what was happening back then. And you could really, when you're standing in this, that building from the pharmacy inside, you can really imagine how Mesmer was living there and, and, and just working there. And um, what I figured out that was like, he was working with somnambulism and all this kind of stuff. And it was so interesting. It really caught my attention. Yeah. No, it's very good. I'm, I'm sort of glad that it, we are talking about this. This is the second time I've been lucky enough to talk with you about this, Rick. But uh, for me, you know, I'm sort of considered, which is really stupid. I'm what I think is, I work holistically, is what I think. But uh, I get branded by people who, especially evidence-based type people, that I'm a little woo-woo and out there. Uh, but it's that kind of misunderstanding of what you're doing and what we're doing that that doesn't work for people. Uh, so I agree with you that everything works. And that's why my hypnosis everywhere is called hypnosis everywhere. And I talk about different kinds of hypnosis or things that are of that nature. So um, to me, everything is with the mind. I mean, everything tapping, doesn't matter what you do. But if you're good at it, you're going to get outcomes and you're going to do good. So it always has to suit the practitioner. Right. It's consciousness and energy systems yeah. of the quiet. Look, the scientific-based stuff that people are trying to push now, what a load of nonsense. They've been trying to figure this out for 2,000 years and still can't. But yeah. Scientific. I teach my students, you know, in their training manuals, they have the Stanford Hypnotic Scale. Yeah. The first thing I tell them is you've got that because you have to have it, never, ever use it. <laughs> because every person I've ever subjected to it that was supposedly highly hypnotizable wasn't, and the ones that failed dropped like stones into hypnosis. So uh, you, you can't support this with science. You can only support it with result. And yeah. no one's going to get a research grant to test a million people with hypnosis, every hypnotist would be different, would have a different belief system, a different methodology, 
it's not something that can be tested. And, and the best hypnotists that I know of and have met, they just get on with it. Yeah. They're adaptable and they're versatile. The good ones realize that uh, you need to be present, whether you decide to use words or not in, in your um, work, but if you're present in your clinic working with a client focused on them, then you're going to get a far better result than if you're just going through the motions doing a one, two, three, say this, do that, give me some money, off you go. So I've always, <laughs> I encourage my students to go and look and search and seek and turn over rocks and do other courses but not, not, not mortgage their house to do it and make it fit them. When you get a handle on the magnetics or the energetics of, of this, it's like your own radiance increases. I don't know how else to explain it, but your your personal magnetism certainly um, enhances quite significantly. You don't need anything special to be able to learn this. You need to follow a set pattern of instructions for 10 minutes a day for three months. Now, if you can't be bothered to do that, maybe you shouldn't be in the Doing, profession yeah. in the first place. So, Nicole, what, what are you going to say? Yeah, the thing is, my question of you, Rick, so you say, if I understood you right, you can mix techniques also. That the usual hypnosis plus the energetic hypnosis. Absolutely. Cool. It's the intention and the focus that enhances the, the connection between the client and um, the operator. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and even today, I mean, we call it having rapport with the client. Uh, you know, how to make rapport with the client. I mean, rapport is what you do and create in that connection with your client. So it was the word was stolen from the old magnetists. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's like, yeah, well, that's true. Uh, so uh, you must have to say there must be something out there for you to uh, come one for you two to come together. I mean, there was something out there, right? Yeah, it was weird. I Look, I've been involved with this for 15 years. I'd like to think, I don't mean egotistically, I've got a very, very strong intuition and my receptors are, are very well switched on. Um, I, I think every person, every every individual piece of consciousness is like one drop out of the ocean. If you take a drop out, it's just a drop. When you put it back in, it's part of the ocean and it's part of a whole that covers the entire planet. That energetically is a way to explain it. Once you learn magnetism and your receptors and your intuition switch on, not to get the lotto numbers and nonsense like that or predict the future, your reality begins to shift quite quickly. I don't know how, but it just does. And lots of students report that back to me. But I'd like to say with Mesmer, uh, you know, all the guy did was he studied Paracelsus, who had spent years in Egypt, um, and then he studied uh, Richard Mead, who was an astronomer. They, they basically falsely accused Mead of being an astrologer. When you read Mesmer's writings, he said astrologers were charlatans in his opinion. No one can predict the future, but it's obvious that the pull of the moon has an effect on the tides and so therefore it must affect us yeah. and his mysticism stopped there uh, okay and guess what 
we finished this segment again, so we're just going to go to break and we'll see you on the other side. With you wherever Alexa and Google are at home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey Alexa! Hey Google! Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Hi. This is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well, we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and in Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol Hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere, and I'm just going to go to Nicole and just uh, talk a little bit about this, because I was teaching in, in Australia, because luckily for me, Rick had decided that I was going to be uh, one teaching some of his students, and we put a class together. And so I thought I'd do a show with him on mesmerism because I knew he did mesmerism, but I didn't have the faintest idea about mesmerism today. So um, I found how passionate he was. Well, go back and listen to the show because it's awesome. But, uh, and then from there, I had this little, little thing in my ear, you know, I was like, uh, those two need to get together because I know I've known Nicole for quite a few years and we met at a Zurich convention and, and from there, we got to be quite close friends without any sort of introduction. It was sort of, uh, you know, we thought we'd known each other for lives or our, for a long time. <laughs> so from there, I thought, well, she lives in Freinfeld. And, you know, he had, Rick had told me the story, so we're probably going to get back to that story shortly. But so, Nicole, uh, it, I know the whole thing's been strange and we have mentioned it. 
So just I just want you to sort of tie that up because you did say a few more things about it in the, in the break. So yeah, actually I was I was working for six, six years in Vienna, that's another town here in Switzerland, and a year ago. Yeah, it was a year ago where um, Nico Baumgarten, my friend and business partner, was asking me if I would work together with her in Fraunfeld. And I say, well, I don't have any connections to Fraunfeld because we, we live close, but not in the town of Fraunfeld. And I said, well, I have my practice in Biel. Why should I go to Fraunfeld? I, yeah, we had this, this teachings on mesmerism, but I was not interested. But then we found a facility which was very old. From the outside, it looks not so nice. But the facility, the, the house, it's actually had been there where it's just five minutes from the house from Franz Antomesmo and it's on the same street. And probably Franz Antomesmo was walking by at this house. And I was like, I was, I built uh, the Swiss Hypnosis Institute four years ago. And uh, I was always looking for facilities, for rooms to, to uh, do courses. And um, when we got into to this house, it was just perfect. It was just so nice. And for me, I feel really actually privileged and honored to have this in Fraunfeld, just so close to the house of Franz Antomesmo, to the original house. And for me, it's just a very special place, a very special atmosphere. And working together with my business partner and friend, it's just, it's just so awesome. It came just all together. I'm just amazed, you know. And then I was, again, because I was working for Unfeld, I thought, well, it's Franz Antomismo. There has to be more last spring. And then, you know, I came in contact with you again and Rick. Yeah. It came all so together. Good. Amazing. So I know that Rick is very passionate about this, and this is what drives me to always want to interview him and talk to him about things. Uh, but he's so passionate that, what was it you said you'd been there seven, seven years, and every year you go there. Isn't that true? Is that what you said you were going to tell Correct, me? Correct, but I've, I haven't been for three years because oh. I've been busy with other things, so I'm really looking forward to going back. But Nicole living in Frauenfeld, Mesmer actually, he, he, he was in Frauenfeld for two years. He treated the poor there for free. Then when he decided to retire, he went across the lake from Constance to Meersburg where he retired um, and passed away nine years later. Uh, that's where his monument is that I visit. But I was working in a hospital in um, Switzerland in Lausanne with some uh, cancer patients Interestingly enough, the Swiss medical people were very open to connective therapies that were non-invasive. Um, so the, the, the oncologists there had no issues with mesmerism and or hypnosis. Um, and I'd done trials in Perth with the Cancer Council and oncologists and got some pretty amazing results. And it, it sort of took me all over the world. Not that hypnotism or mesmerism cures cancer. I'm not saying that at all. But it massively enhances the quality of life. So I'm in this place called Lusana. I'm working with this lady in a hospital for 12 days straight. And I said to her husband, and I had an American doctor with me at the time, I said, look, I need a couple of days break. And he said, well, where are you going to go? And I said, I'm going to Meersburg. And he got, me, he got us a rental car and off we went. And a few hours later from Lusana heading for Meersburg, 
I got this really strange feeling driving along. This is what Nicole was intimating at before. And I got overwhelmed with this emotion. I don't know where it came from. And I pulled the car up and uh, I looked up and there was a sign and it said Frauenfeld pointing to the right. Now, I hadn't seen the sign before this thing hit me. And as I said, when you go through the exercises required for magnetism, your your own connective abilities switch on exceedingly so, but not in a way that tells you the future or gives you lotto numbers or anything like that. It just makes you far, far more perceptive on all levels. I And I don't know how to explain that, but it's a fact and many students report it back. So... You know, for me to go to do a training in Frauenfeld, where Mesmer spent a few years treating peasants for free, personally, eh, career-wise, it's a great honour as far as I'm concerned. It, it's uh, um, something I'm very, very looking forward to. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be a, a, a smash. That's what I think it's going to be. Well, I think, I, it's I think it will as well. I can say this. I can guarantee that any therapists, hypnotherapists or NLPers or whatever who come along will certainly have a, a, a much more solid base to be doing their work from. Uh, whether you are an Ericksonian, a, a direct hypnotherapist, whatever you want to call it, when you blend this in and get an understanding of it, it gives, it gives the efficacy of the other hypnotic methods that you're using. Uh, so much more force, if you will. It, it just does. Um, and, you know, I, when I first began looking at this, I was looking for the con. I thought this is all weird stuff and it can't happen. But <laughs> you see so much, so many times that, that in the end you just get over yourself and you get on with it. The clients that I treat now, they a lot of them will come in and say, "Can can you do the the energetic thing with me? I, I it works far better than words." How how a lot of this works is on a psychological level. If you see somebody in distress or people are in distress, what they want is a bloody good hug. Not that I'm suggesting we hug people, but <laughs> a hug is connection. Mm. Mesmerism or magnetism has connection. There are certain places where you will put your hands on people, but they're non-offensive. It's shoulders, it's face, it's hands. It's no more indecent than you will than if you will than NLP anchoring. But there's receptors on the body that are hooked in directly to the nervous systems, which really bring about fast and correct and positive rebalancing. And that's, that's another way that this is working. So it, it sort of works. You know, half the people that come and see us as hypnotherapists, if you said to them, close your eyes, tell me what your problem is and keep your eyes closed so they tell you their problem. And if you repeated to them 10 or 15 times that you thought that everything was going to be fine and this too will pass and they will get over it and life will get better, they will walk out of your clinic feeling so much better. It's extraordinary. Uh, it, 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 it's you know a lot of what we're doing hypnotically has been so over researched and overdone and I see hypnotherapists and practitioners they sit there with these big books trying to get exact word patterns down and that's that's not being a therapist that's 
paint by numbers attempting to be a therapist, I think, but we all have to begin somewhere. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. And yet you can get aspects of any a bit from that, a bit from this, a bit from this, etc. But if it's all about how it plays out in you and how you feel about it. And the yeah. feeling part is what's the necessary thing. Whenever hypnosis is mentioned in my world, at least it's all about feeling. Yeah. I think one of the few things I respect that the great or supposedly great Milton Erickson said was, be your own natural self. Yes. And I think 90% of everything that followed that was just other people's opinions of what they think he might have meant. Yeah. So um, I think that's great. I really want to see lots of people come. And I'm sorry that I'm not going to be able to be there because I'm teaching that uh, weekend or something. So I did. that was poor timing on my part. But that's okay. Um, I'm sure there's going to be another time. So I really would like to go. And Nicole, I know that you do teach other things in your hypnosis school, just like we all, I teach only my thing, but and Rick teaches what he does, plus lots of other stuff. But uh, in your school, you do a lot of training, because I happen to know, because you do Simpson Protocol there periodically. You do... Uh, other things I've seen lots of people and lots of courses go through. And I think that you're getting a great reputation in Switzerland for a great training school. Thank you, Ines. Thank you so much. And, yeah. the US. and that's true. Martin says, and in the U S because you spend quite a bit of time in training uh, in the U S. So uh, these people I'm talking to are very good at what they do. And the combination of the two of them, and I know Nicole says she's doing the translation, etc. but she's, her energy's in there and her intention's out there and all of that is there. And you've got two great people there doing this course. So It's going to be a fantastic and very, very positive learning experience. Yes. But we were chatting the other night. If, if we can make this one a success, it won't by any means be the last one that we do. So... Um, we'll get the first one out of the way, uh, film a lot of it, I guess, um, get some testimonials from it. And part of my mission hypnotically now, I'm trying to semi-retire. Haha, <laughs> chance would be a fine <laughs> thing. I heard that before, it, actually. It's still about building up or spreading the magnetic yeah. aspect of this. That, that That's my main mission now. I did and remember I when exciting. I met you, you told me that and I thought, well, he's a bit of a liar, isn't he? But, I, you, well, know, you know, I, I totally get it because uh, I'm 66. I don't look ahead of saying, oh, it must be time to retire. You know, uh, I think uh, when you love what you do, you're going to take the, the basic aspect of what you like the most and keep doing that. Yeah, that's exactly right. I've been more focused lately on building websites with, uh, with all this information on it so that when I finally do, hang the hat up, so to speak. It's all still there for people. <laughs> but I love getting in a class and teaching this, especially the surprise that the students get um, and what they experience. But for me as well, because it's something that I'm very strongly opposed to dying or fading away. <laughs> and passionate is bringing the truth back about it because it was so distorted in the past. And, and, and it, most modern hypnotists still haven't got a clue what they're missing out on. So, Nicole, you wanted to say something? Yeah. I, I mean, for me, it's such an honor 
to work with you, Rick, together, and we work you, Ines, together. I, it's like, it's a great, I think it's a great opportunity and it's a big honor and I feel very, um, yeah, privileged because well, it's... And this is a very unique event, Yeah. right? It's a very unique event. And that's what I think I keep pushing because, you know, if you don't go there, you miss the one of the most unique events. And it's the first one is always the most special, you know? Uh, it is. I, yeah. So I think that's really good. So, you know what? We've only got a few minutes left. So I think I'd like you again to give out, uh, Rick, your information for your website and uh, yours, Nicole. Rick? So for English-speaking uh, people that are interested, it's www.rickcollingwood.com. Just go to next training dates and all the information and forms are there. Um, and I guess it's over to Nicole to give across the European website again. Yes, it's www.swisshypnosis.institute. And the date's going to be from um, Thursday the 16th until the Monday, the 20th of April, and on Tuesday, the 21 of April, we plan, please correct me, Rick, but I think I'm right, that we're going to go to Mirsburg to the uh, grave of Franz Anton Mesmer, and I think that will be also very special. And, yeah, I think... Correct. I forgot to mention that. You're right. That's, an, that's a, a day trip. We will go across Lake Constance in the ferry and spend uh, a half a day in Meersburg and, and visit the Master's Monument. Well, just think about all those things. People say, oh, you know, this is what builds our passion and our stuff. And guess what? We're right down to the end. So anything else you want to finish off with? We've got about one minute left. Just I'd like to say thanks, everybody, for tuning in and listening. And hopefully I'll get to meet you in Frauenfeld and uh, – We'll have a great training. Yeah, I'm looking forward also to meet anybody who wants to come. And uh, thank you so much, you guys. Oh, that's great. It's been a great show. And I always love talking to either one of you. And I'm sure we'll meet not very long down the road. So just goodbye, everybody. And we'll see you next week on Hypnosis Everywhere. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. 